In the new podcast, Reformation Abroad, you get immersed in the story of a prison crew in outer space on a work release program. But once the crew discovers a dark secret, they find that their lives may be in danger. Here's a quick taste of Reformation Abroad. This is Chief Engineer Kowalski. The Abari requests immediate assistance at X-Ray Tango Echo-499. Come on! We have to go now! Hello, Team Lead. Please call me King. King ran the biggest crew in Cook County Jail. Going after that ship was a total mistake. This is the official statement and you will do well to stick to it. I'm gonna leave you all in five if you don't get back to the pod. You're gonna kill us all! Cam, I think we've got bigger problems right now. We are a voice in the darkness. The only hope out here on the sideline. How did this get so out of hand? Let this horse run. Guys, I really don't think this is a good idea! Check out Reformation Abroad, a fun, immersive science fiction audio drama wherever you listen to podcasts. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to the Armchair Book and Wrestling Podcast. I'm your host. My name is Stunning Steve Barber. And joining me, as always, is my absolutely awesome co-host, the intellectual rock star himself, delicious Dwaylon Davis. Hey, everybody. And we are back after, you know, about a week and a half. And mm-hmm. um, once again, these things, uh, unless we tell everybody beforehand, hey, we're having to take the next week off, these are unplanned. Yeah. You know, and... Uh, because the last episode we did was the unfortunate passing of Terry Funk. Mm-hmm. And then the very next day was the unfortunate passing of Bray Wyatt. Bray Wyatt, yep. But we were not able to record that night. Um, because I, th- I think, I think your food truck was. Oh yeah, we were doing booming. some, yeah. they, they, they've been doing some serious business. Yeah. And, and then the night after that, we were actually on uh finisher wrestling again. Mm-hmm. Yep. I mean, this time you were able to join. You actually joined it before I did <laughs> <laughs> because I had uh, some delays getting home from um, my son has saxophone lessons on Friday. And then um, he and my wife and I went out to eat afterwards, you know, and then we had to go get some, some crickets for our pet chameleon that we got a few months ago. And that's normally you walk in, you say, I want two dozen of your finest medium crickets <laughs> and you walk out, you know, pay for me. It costs like, you know, two and a half dollars. You're done. Mm-hmm. But apparently there was somebody in there who was getting a brand new fish tank for their kid at nine o'clock at night on a Friday. And they oh, had, Lord. and they had all sorts of. The way my wife put it, some of the most stupid questions she'd ever heard in her life. <laughs> and so finally, you know, she came out and and I was texting you and I was like, hey, you know, and I was messaging uh, Mike mm-hmm. um, and I was like, you know, I, hopefully I'll be home soon. And, 
you know, and of course that was the night everybody on the way home decided to actually drive the speed limit. Sometimes even lower than the speed limit. <laughs> You're like, come on, come on. And, you know, and of course they're right beside each other, you know, uh-huh. one's barely creeping and sometimes so it's the wrong one. Pass them. Yeah. yeah. You know, if, if you were in the left lane, getting passed by people in the right lane, more than likely you're in the wrong. I will mm-hmm. just, I'm just going to say that left yep. lane is designed for faster drivers. Um, left lane is for crime. But, right uh, yeah. Right I mean, there's some, some of us are, are trying to really break the law. Yeah. Yeah. If, don't if go you're, 66 you're... and a 65 and try to tell me, you know, what a rebel you are. Right. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, come on. Um, but, uh, but I was Those able to that, finally make it. That's a that's a rookie number. You got to bump that up. Got to got to bump that up. I mean, <laughs> you know, the cop will even look at you and say, "Look, like you need to go faster. You're blocking traffic." It's like really? It's like yeah. 66. Come on. Yeah, come on now. You know, um, give give me some kind of effort. Yeah. Um, but since also, um, you know, so many things have gone on in the wrestling world and in our lives, and it's like, wow. So finally, we're able to kind of. Kind of decompress. Try to decompress. Whew. It's been, it's been something. (laughs) Yep. I'll even mention some non-wrestling news uh, for a second because in the past few days, we lost Jimmy Buffett. Mm -hmm. We lost Steve Harwell from Smash Mouth. He passed away today. Yes, he did. Yeah. I got a message. I got a notification on Twitter this morning that he was on hospice care for liver yep. failure and then notification came through this afternoon said he passed and i just saw this one as i was getting my notes together um gary wright i don't know if you um he had the song Dreamweaver. Mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. he passed away oh wow yep so um maybe not as well known as steve harwell and jimmy buffett but i mean Dreamweaver was a huge song when it came oh out. yeah yeah, and remember it was also in the Wayne's World soundtrack, and mm-hmm. you know, so it's a very well-known song. Everybody knew it, but I mean, when we were in high school, it was still getting yeah, play. it was still getting was played still a lot. And so I'm pretty sure you know he was probably living just off that song alone. Oh, so, I'm sure. But you know, um, we didn't get a chance to actually talk about Bray Wyatt until now. We did talk about Bray Wyatt on Finisher Wrestling. Mm-hmm. Um, and I actually went back and I listened to that episode again um, today. Actually, I listened to that particular one because I've never actually did a run-in on a show before. <laughs> you know, so, uh, so I listened to it. I mean, it, it was perfect, though. It's like, I think I was answering one of their questions, and then you just started talking. It was like a smooth transition. Right. And, you know, because I, I, I think I said something about um, Bianca Belair and Montez Ford, him being yes. married to Bianca mm-hmm. Belair. Yeah. And, you know, so I listened to it up until a couple minutes after that, then I'm like, okay, I hear my voice way too much. I got to turn this off because I don't, <laughs> I don't like hear my own voice. <laughs> uh, but, I mean, once again, when we had a really good time on their show, if you ever get a chance to listen to the Finish Your Wrestling Podcast, go check them out. I mean. Yeah, please check them out because they're extremely knowledgeable gentlemen. It's, yes. Always a pleasure to talk to them and just give them some support. Check out their podcast. Yeah, I mean, great analytical minds. I mean, you listen to the way mm-hmm. that, I mean, they do some serious deep dives into whatever we're, you know they're talking about, whatever the topic is for that particular episode. I mean, they do a <laughs> they do a, just a fantastic job. So, um, but Bray Wyatt, 
and I've heard a lot of other shows. I mean, of course, and it's going to be huge news, you know, and they're talking about Bray Wyatt and, um, and I think it, you know, for him to die of a heart attack at 36 years old, mm-hmm. you know, um, because he had a already existing heart condition and then he caught COVID. And if you've ever had COVID, I mean, you know, and one of the things that does mm-hmm. affect is your heart. Yeah. And they, all they, all, all WWE and him, the, the only press release they'd ever said was he had a medical condition that was, uh, is pretty serious. It was keeping him from wrestling. They never said what. And then that was probably at his request. I don't want people to, yeah. you know, um, but they, but you can say I have a medical condition, but, and of course that led to speculation and rumors. And, and unfortunately, I mean, we, we all kind of, it, it would put it in the back of your head. Well, what about this or this? Um, and I think BC Hunter on his latest episode of wrestling with the truth, he actually was talking about that, the wrestling so-called journalists, all the things that yeah. they were saying about him. Yeah. yeah. And you know, BC is not too uh, fond of the dirt sheets, basically. And he even said Meltzer. He said Meltzer actually gets his information from the inside. So his aren't aren't exactly aren't really yeah. just dirt sheets. But he said, but a lot of these other ones are they spread rumors. Yeah. And yeah. I'm glad, you know, BC is like us. He's not in the business of spreading rumors. Right. You know, so. Uh, and just like, I mean, when we hear news, we're like, um, you know, when, and people realized, well, we actually talk amongst ourselves before we even mm-hmm. start hit record, decide whether or not we're going to talk about certain things. Yeah. Cause certain stuff is just, especially in any of y'all that follow any type of wrestling on Twitter, there's only a select, like I follow wrestle zone cultaholic um as far as news goes that's pretty much it because those i know they do their due diligence as far as research and stuff goes before they put anything out but a lot of these other ones are just it's just clickbait they just put anything out just to just to get views and it's like why would you make up stuff about somebody's medical condition just to get views on your twitter page People, and people do it. I mean, that's mm-hmm. the the sad thing. And, you know, eventually, you know, that's, I always call that, you know, if the foundation of your success is hollow. Yeah. You know, that's the way I look at it. I mean, you're, mm-hmm. it's all based on something that's fake. And yeah, so, because, yeah. And it's like, you know, the real information always comes out. And then, you know, these dirt sheets look stupid because it's like, well, they've been saying this for months and then here's what actually happened. So it's like, but, but people still keep going back to these dirt sheets Yep. and I, I don't understand it. Even when they get caught in lies, people still gravitate toward them. I think it's just the sensationalism is. I would say, yeah. Cause I mean, I'll compare it to like the Hollywood gossip sites, mm-hmm. national yeah. Enquirer, national Enquirer. <laughs> and the sad thing about it is, um, my mom used to get National Enquirer and Weekly World News a long time ago. You know, those are the, the main two I remember. I mean, there's other yep. ones, of course. And you see all the headlines in the front. And then inside, the, the really sad thing is they would actually have real news stories. Mm-hmm. But that's not what they advertise on. No, that's not what they advertise. And then people buy people would buy it thinking, oh, look at these amazing stories they've got. And then it's just run-of-the-mill news story and it's like how have they not gotten in trouble for false advertisement i don't get it 
I, I mean, I've heard that they've been sued before, but I don't know for sure. It wouldn't surprise me. I mean, you they're know, still so. around, so apparently it didn't yep. do a whole lot. So, uh, uh, but yeah, Bray Wyatt's passing to me because we had even talked about that. Uh, you know, when he uh, one of the best returns I have ever seen. Oh yeah, when he returned at Extreme Rules. Oh, yes. Yeah. yeah, that was amazing. I mean the just how they did it with the door and just you know he comes out the lantern the the just the atmosphere the crowd response everything it's just it sucks for him that they never they never put the machine behind him like they should have exactly I mean one of the best minds creative minds that we've ever seen in pro wrestling. And a lot of that was just Vince McMahon didn't get it. So Vince McMahon's not going to push something that he doesn't create and that he doesn't understand. And he didn't get, he didn't get Bray Wyatt. I think if Triple H had been in charge back then when Bray Wyatt was first coming through. Oh, he'd have been pushed roster. Oh yeah. He'd have been champion and he wouldn't have got that month long reign and drop it to Orton at WrestleMania. Yeah, I think he would have had at least a good six month reign with the title. I mean, he's he was the he was the Universal Champion twice, the WWE Champion once, and though the three reigns combined didn't last a year. Yeah, jobbed it out to Goldberg. Yeah, jobbed Why? it out to Goldberg, you know, I... and then lost it in the Triple Threat to Roman. Yep, and if. If you want to see a promo that even now, just watching it, makes my hair stand up in my arms, is the one when the Bray Wyatt character was very, very new. And, and in NXT? In NXT. Yes. And I mean, he didn't even have the big beard yet. He barely no, had, yeah, had a beard. But, yeah. You know, but it, it was real thin. And, you, and uh, when he's sitting in that rocking chair and some of the things he's saying, I'm like, Man, this and that was what ten years ago that he did that, mm-hmm. and it's still. I, I mean, it, it that that particular way he did that will hold up, you know, against any, yeah. anything. Bray Wyatt to me is on that level. He was on that level with the Jake Roberts. Yes, he didn't have to yell, he didn't have to scream and holler. He just commanded your attention whenever he spoke. Yeah, I mean, I you know, honestly, I can't think of anything any better way to put that because, you know, he embraced that character, and I'm pretty sure he well, he helped come up with it. And then people said, "Well, what did Dan Spivey think about it?" Well, he actually got some of his advice from Dan Spivey. Dan Spivey actually mm-hmm. gave him the green light, you know, literally. Yeah. I mean, because yeah, you know, Spivey was friends with Mike Rotunda, Bray Wyatt's, yeah. you know, Wyndham Rotunda's dad. Yeah. And, you know, there's a mixture of Kevin Sullivan. And I've, I'm so glad I've heard other people say the same thing. And I know they didn't hear me say it. So I'm glad other people could actually see the comparisons between them. Yeah. And, you know, so he was kind of that mixture because um, between uh, Waylon Mercy, who was Dan Spivey's character, mm-hmm. and then Kevin Sullivan with yep. the the Army of Darkness. And mm-hmm. you know, Bray White, well, he was somewhere in between there. And um, Waylon Mercy didn't have like a flock behind him, mm-hmm. you know, whereas Kevin Sullivan, Kevin Sullivan obviously did. And, yeah. you know, Sullivan was also 
uh, friends with Mike Rotunda. And yep. so, you know, but Bray Wyatt, I mean, that shows, I mean, how much of a student of the game that he was. Oh, yeah. And like the, um, the video package for his match with John Cena at WrestleMania, they used uh, Eminem song Legacy. And just listening to Bray Wyatt talk through that video package is just breathtaking. He mm-hmm. just had, he could just, it's hard to describe. He could just, he just knew how to pull you in and he could tell a story without, like I said, without ever raising his voice. And, you know, cause a lot of wrestlers have to scream and yell and everything to get their point across. And Bray wasn't like that. Bray. And that's that made his, what he said that much more sinister because he wasn't screaming at you. He was just flat out telling you, this is how things really are. This is, I'm telling you what they don't want you to know. Exactly. And the way, uh, some of the, the way he used words and that, that, that first promo, Mm -hmm. you know, where they're like in that, that old house and, uh, you know, um, when he's being brought in by, I want to call him Brody Lee, <laughs> um, uh, Luke Harper. Harper. When Luke Harper's bringing him in, he says, follow me. And you see mm-hmm. Eric Rowan, he's over there, he's chopping wood and, you know, yeah. just looking like this big hulking beast, like a lumberjack of a mm-hmm. dude. And you're like, yeah, you don't want to mess with these two. Yeah. You know? And then he says, I told you not to go in there, you know, and, um, but you see Bray Wyatt and he's sitting in that rocking chair mm-hmm. and, and then he starts talking and you're like, okay, if you didn't know that they're supposed to be a cult leader, you before you would definitely know now. Yeah. And there was no, like you said, I mean, he didn't scream to get the message across. Mm-mm. It was the words. I mean, he would raise and lower the volume as needed. Yeah. And the, the, the comparison that I'll actually kind of make it to, and I know we, we usually don't talk about religion on the show. Um, but there's certain types of churches where the preacher, I mean, they yell and they scream a lot. And then fire there's and brims, fire and brimstone. Oh, it's fire and brimstone. It. Yeah. I mean, all this is like, I'm not going to say what kind because I don't mm-hmm. want to hurt anybody's feelings. You might be listening, but I mean, there's something they scream, scream, scream. Mm-hmm. And. Um, I've often said, I mean, but the reason I don't go to the particular church said the message gets lost in the volume. Yes, absolutely. You know, whereas like church of now, it's very, very, very rare that you'll hear our head minister scream or yell. He's very, very, I mean, but you listen to everything that he's saying. And that's the same way with like a Bray Wyatt. He always, he would get his, his mm-hmm. promos. You know, he would say they're very quiet. Jake Roberts said them quietly. Yep. And you were just hooked. And you, by the way, he would, you were also scared (laughs) because I mean, like Jake Roberts could look into the camera, give a promo and then look and just kind of smirk and say, trust me. And you were like, this guy's going to kill me. (laughs) You know, I mean, I'm worried that I'm going to have a nightmare with him in it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But you know where Bray got the idea, got the rocking chair idea. I actually read this. I don't remember. It was Mick Foley. Oh, that's right. Mick Foley, Mick Foley yep. cut a promo in ECW using, and he was sitting in a rocking chair when he cut the promo. 
So when Wyndham was coming up with the Bray Wyatt character, that's something he wanted to he wanted to use. So he asked Mick Foley if it was okay if he, you know, used the rocking chair as part of the gimmick. And of course, Mick Foley being Mick Foley was like, mm-hmm. absolutely, you know. Yep. Mick Foley is one of the most unselfish wrestlers you, you'll ever see. So yeah, considering how I mean, he really gave his body to the sport. Mm-hmm. Yep. But yeah, Bray Wyatt definitely one of a kind. He's going to be missed Absolutely. by the entire wrestling world. You know, yeah. so you know, we'll just say rest in peace. Yeah. And, yeah, it's going to be, it's going to take God a while. God bless his family. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I mean, it's it's going to take a long time to get over this one. Mm-hmm. Uh, so moving on to other kind of news that happened. There was all sorts of, there's been all sorts of wrestling pay-per-views, premium live events that have been going on since the last time we actually had a show. And I have not had a chance to watch any of them in full. There's <laughs> no. been so much wrestling lately that, and I've been so busy with things that it's like, I just like, I started, um, I started payback yesterday. I think I got to the opening match and then something came up and I had to go take care of it. <laughs> I never got back to it. Oh. Um, I haven't, haven't had a chance to watch all in, but I've heard it was amazing. Largest paid wrestling crowd in the history of pro wrestling. Yep. Um, for it, from what I understand, a lot of people were not happy that Chris Jericho was having a premium match with Will Ospreay until they saw the match, and Chris Jericho turned back the clock and kept up with Will Ospreay, and that's saying a lot to keep up with Will Ospreay. I have not watched either of the AEW uh, pay per views yet. Um. Unfortunately, I've heard they were both. I've heard they I, were both excellent. I've heard that too. Um, I heard that the, the you had all in in England and you had all out in Chicago. In Chicago, yeah. And the all in in England. Um, one thing I got to say, it was actually kind of cool that Chris Jericho sang his entrance music as he was going yes. to the ring. Yep. Um, and Soraya, formerly known as Paige, wins the women's world title. About an hour and a half away from her hometown of Norwich. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, by the way, when you see it spelled N O R W I C H, it is not Norwich. It is Norwich. <laughs> I know this because I got corrected when I lived there. <laughs> so, you know, I was told it's pronounced like it's porridge. I was like, oh, okay. A lot of people I've saw on Twitter, of course, you got, you know, you got to kind of ignore a lot of that, but a lot of people were not happy about. Soraya winning the women's world title. They're like, it was a foregone conclusion. They had it in London and blah, 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 blah. And it's like, and the problem with that is what? This is a woman who was told seven years ago that she would not be able to ever wrestle again. And for her to be able to come back and win a world title is, to me, it's beautiful. So it's like, give her her props. Did they have an issue with the Bulldog winning the Intercontinental title in this very same stadium? Nope. nope. Nobody said nobody said boo about that, but it's like... And he was on it, crack. Yeah. Yeah, he was cracked out the whole time. <laughs> the whole time. Literally could not remember any part of the match, and Brett carried him all the way. 
Oh, but maybe they just don't like Soraya. You know, I think she, I think she's great. I um, think it's I think it's still a lot of these toxic dudes that just don't appreciate women's wrestling, and they want to pick it apart instead of appreciating the fact that these ladies are just as good, if not better, than a lot of the guys that are on the roster. She has a movie about her. Mm-hmm. If you have not seen Wrestling with My Family, go check it out. Check it out. Yeah, yeah it's, it's actually pretty decent. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it is a movie about her. I mean, they don't show when she first started wrestling when she was 13. Yeah. But, you know, her she's a second generation. Uh, both her dad and her mom are wrestlers. Mm-hmm. And her at least one of her brothers is a wrestler. I think maybe both yeah. of them. Um, I mean, and, her mom was her first opponent. Yeah. Cause somebody didn't show up. So yep. like, come on. And yeah, you just see it. I mean, they, and they were, um, they were definitely not affluent. Her dad owned the, the company where they were at, but they were definitely not affluent. I mean, they, Mm-mm. she had kind of, kind of a rough upbringing. I mean, very loving family, but I mean, they, um, some of them couldn't stay out of trouble, including her dad. Right. And, you know, but I mean, obviously, you know, they got past that. I mean, and now look at her, what she's yeah. doing now. Yep. You know, so, um, but yeah, if you haven't watched all the payback yet, definitely go watch it. Excellent, excellent event. Um, cause I could say, in fact, that first match, Becky Lynch and Trish Stratus in the cage. Guys, I got, I actually, yeah, I saw that and, um, I saw on Twitter, I didn't catch it when I saw that, watched the entrance, but, uh, Trish came out. Some fan was like, you're going to lose Trish. Oh, I did. Say, Trish, I know what you're talking about. <laughs> and Trish walks over to the fan and tells him politely to, yeah. Yep. And it was like, bravo. Yep. Bravo. Yep. 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 Um, Play the heel to the end. Bravo. Yep. <laughs> Even though I'm still not a fan of, of heel Trish Stratus, just because she was a face for so long retired and then all well i'm also not a fan when somebody's retired like in the hall of fame and then all of a sudden they said all right i'm kind of bored i'm gonna go back for a little bit yeah you know, i'm gonna go I'm, back you know but i mean she's still um that match i mean if you haven't watched it i mean oh she and becky lynch they raised the bar for everybody else to follow you yeah know, I, so. gotta, I definitely gotta f- try to watch the rest of it um because it, from everything I saw, it looks like an excellent show. Oh, it was. Um, and see, now I'm, I'm, you know, now I can't spoil anything unless you don't mind spoilers. But oh, I don't mind spoilers. I'll um, still go back and watch it. I mean, um, do you already know the results of everything? Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, now I will say this, and of course, uh, you know, John Cena was the uh, special referee for the Miz and LA Knight. Okay. And Cena came out. Of course, he's also the host, you know, mm-hmm. for the show. And, and, and he's out there doing his Cena thing because Cena is one of the best promos in the business. And oh, yeah. He, he knows how to get the crowd going hyped. And, and Miz came out. And Miz is a good promo too. Yeah. You know, and some of the things he said, first of all, John, when they asked you to, to be, to play the part of whatever it was, the Barbie movie, you should have told him no. And, then he told John later on, he's like, he said, you're in your forties, but you dress like a Teletubby. 
(laughs) (laughs) So he's hitting on him. I mean, like hard. And John's like, "Hmm," you know, Um, but that match, I mean, was good. Um, Mysterio and Austin Theory. I mean, all the matches, honestly, were good. Uh, Mysterio and Austin Theory, that one, because it didn't go beyond, I guess, what Mm -hmm. we would have expected, you know. Yeah. and that one, I mean, hopefully they'll kind of stop that feud anyway. Yeah. You know, um, because Mysterio and Santos Escobar really need to get their, their program going. Oh yeah. And, but I'll, you know, it's, you know, it's coming. Yeah. I mean, you know, Santos is going to turn on Ray and then that's going to be the feud and that's going to be fantastic. Yep. And, and, and of course, Dominic's going to interfere and help somebody beat his dad or, Oh yeah, uh, as he hope, should. Yeah, I mean that's the, yes, I mean, that's that is the way wrestling works, ladies and gentlemen. And, mm-hmm. I mean, I just hope they do find something for Austin Theory because he is too too good of a talent to let languish in the mid card. Yep. Um, Judgment Day and Owens and Zayn. That match was just crazy. I saw the clip of Rhea Ripley spearing Kevin Owens to the barricade. Yeah. Uh, did you also see him doing the swanton off the, mm-hmm. the thing? Wearing the, at one point, all of a sudden they ducked down. They keep, they popped up wearing the Penguins jerseys. Yeah. Uh, and Kevin Owens, I don't know when he, and when he got hard way, I'm assuming he went hard way and didn't blade, but when he came with blood all over his face. And yeah, but I mean, that match was just nuts from, uh, from the bell. Now, here's one of the, the things that I have an issue with, like, not just this match, but really all of wrestling, when you have, like, that bad guy faction, and they're in a match like this, where it's just interference after interference after interference, mm-hmm. and then they had, I can't remember the dude's name, but he's one of um, Ben Balor's running buddies, and they said his name, I mean, and... Yeah. Um, you know what, maybe they J- mentioned... J.D. J.D. Mc, Mc, McDonough. Mc, yeah. Donahue. Yeah. Yeah. Um you know, he jumped in there too, you know, so now there's five on two. Mm-hmm. Who's going to come down and run interference for Owen and Zane? That's, yeah. you know, that used to be a thing when you'd have yeah. you know, somebody coming in, all of a sudden you'd see the other ones, you know, the, the faces come out to kind of mm-hmm. deflect that off. They didn't have that, you know, that, that so that's one issue. I mean, I mean, and it's not, um, I mean, it, it's just the way that's written. You know, mm-hmm. and I'm like, you know what? You're letting Judgment Day take the titles. You know, so, um, which means that what's going to happen with the briefcase? Uh, somebody had a theory that I could kind of see happening. Because, you know, the bloodline stuff's far from over. Jay Uso's feud with Roman is far from over. Somebody's theory is that Jay Uso wins the world heavyweight title at some point before Survivor Series. You sent that to me. I did see that. Yeah. yeah. And then he fights Roman, you know, when they have the, the brand warfare crap and the world champion versus world champion. He fights Roman there. Then something happens and Damian Priest cashes in. Like say Roman beats say Roman beats him, then him and Solo beat up on Jay, and then Damian Damian Priest cashes in. 
Damien Priest will cash in sooner or later because they I, they're pretty intent on breaking him away from Judgment Day because he's going to be. I think they are wanting him to be the next one of their next big baby faces. Well, I mean, he's legit. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I I like Damien Priest. I mean, if you're yeah. the first time, so I'm like, okay, big man who can move, mm-hmm. and he can uh, talk. Getting, his promos are getting better. Yeah. Um, he's got that presence about mm-hmm. him. Uh, I've watched him since he was in ring. Of, he was ring of honor world television champion. Then he was going by punishment Martinez. And I've watched him since then. The first time I saw him in ring of honor, I was like, Ooh, this guy's impressive. Yeah. And he's just gotten better and better. I could see him. I could see them putting JD in his spot in the judgment day. Once they break him away. Because JD is too good for them not to use, right? You know, at so, all. He's too talented for them not to use. And they got to do something. I mean, it's like right now, it's like, okay, what are you guys doing? I mean, it's like you're kind of in a holding pattern. Okay, now you have the tag, the tag titles, but it's like you, you know, it, it's like right now you're right now you're the horseman, but one of the horsemen has a guaranteed shot at the world title. Yep. That that one of the other ones wants. So you know, Finn still wants the world title. Damian Priest has got a guaranteed title match in that briefcase. So there's still tension there, even though they're the tag team champions. Well, Rhea, I mean, she successfully defended her title. Mm-hmm. You know, a little bit of help from Dominic, but honestly, I mean, yeah, he interfered, but he was taken care of pretty quickly. Oh, you yeah. know, yeah. so it was almost still a clean win. Um. And Seth Rollins and Shinsuke, that match got pretty brutal. Um, and I guess Seth Rollins does have legitimate back problems. So some of the moves he was taking. Uh, yeah, from what from what I understand, what he said it in an interview on Raw, he, it was legit. He's got um, lumbar lower lumbar fractures. And well. Don't be surprised if you see him drop the title soon so he can actually recuperate. Uh-huh. Yep. Because yeah, you know because yourself, he's... back injuries are nothing to mess around Mm-mm. with. I have two lumbar fra- lower lumbar fractures right now that I don't know how it happened. But um so yeah, it's yeah. I could see him dropping the title. Um I think they should give it to Shinsuke. Let Shinsuke have a good run because their feud's not over. Right. I think Seth has done a lot to make that title mean something. But if he's as hurt as he is, he needs to take some time so he can heal. And before he makes it worse, let Shinsuke have a run with the world title, which he should have had years ago. Yes. When he won the Royal and, Rumble. Yes. Exactly. When he won the Royal Rumble, he should have he should have beat AJ at WrestleMania for the title. But they booked it dumb and whatever, but I think they should have Shinsuke beat him and then have a decent run with the title. Heel Shinsuke is fantastic. Um, and then Damian Priest could get booted out of the Judgment Day by then, be the face and cash in, or he could still be a heel and cash in. It don't matter. And from what I had heard this, I don't know how, how true it is, um, but I don't know why anybody would make it up. After the cameras stopped uh, rolling at 
the the event. Apparently, Shinsuke attacked Seth Rollins again after. Yeah, yeah, over. I saw the so, clip. I saw the clip on uh, TikTok. Okay, yeah. so so somebody actually yeah. had. Yeah, I yeah. kind of figured somebody they had, did. Yeah, somebody had footage like in the arena. Yeah, he he jumped him after the. Yeah, after it was over. Yeah, he attacked him again. So that that feud's far from over. Well, good. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, I mean, I want to see Shinsuke win it. Um, because, like you said, we he deserved it a couple years ago at WrestleMania after mm-hmm. the Royal Rumble. Uh, so now, finally, Shinsuke is getting you know his due. Yeah, and they said it was the first time that he actually was in the last match at any pay per view since he moved up to the main roster. Yeah, he's like, never main. He's never main evented a pay per view ever on yeah on the main roster. I mean, he he main evented several uh, takeovers, but right. But oh, yeah, and I, I think BC he also mentioned that on his last uh, episode about I think he had mentioned the same thing. Um, but the really the elephant in the room, the biggest wrestling news that happened over the past week. Once again, CM Punk is in the news, and it was in the news all weekend. Said he got into a fight with Jack Perry. You know, Jungle Boy Jack Perry. And then mm-hmm. it was said, uh, you know, that he almost got into it with Miro. It's been said he almost got into it with Jeff Hardy. And all Jeff Hardy did was ask him where the bathroom was. Mm-hmm. And now that part may be rumors. It was just kind yeah. of a funny story. Um, and then he lunged at Tony Khan. And Samoa Joe had actually had to step in between them. Mm-hmm. And, and he was saying, I quit, I quit. But I quit, I quit, I quit. But what we do know is true because there's been several stories. CM Punk has been terminated from AEW. He is mm-hmm. no longer with the company. I say about, about time. time. Yep. Yep. I agree. Yep. Because we, we don't know all the facts, every single detail, but what has been confirmed is yes, him and Jack Perry did get into it about something. You know, now some of that's he said, she said, you know. Well, they've they've actually got a credible witness to the whole yeah. thing that's not, you know, it's not management, it's not a wrestler. So but from what it's what was said, okay, on the for anybody who doesn't know. On the zero hour, which is like the pre-show for for All In, Jack Perry had a match against Hook. They were going to do a spot on top of a car. Punk and Perry had already gotten to it on about Collision, the sh- Collision show, because Perry wanted to use real glass in a spot. Punk was adamant about no and all this. And so they ended up doing the spot. Perry and Hook did, and Jack Perry looks into the camera and says, real glass, cry me a river. It's all was said. They do the spot, all this, they go in the back. As soon as Punk gets done with his match against, actually, I think it happened before. Did it happen before? No, it happened after his match with uh, Joe. He goes to the back, gets in jungle boy's face you know about what he was what he said 
and then shoved him. Jungle Boy came back. Punk tried to put him in a choke. All this. Tony Khan's physically trying to break this up. Punk's lunging at Tony Khan, knocking monitors over. Tony Khan almost got hit by a couple of monitors. And Tony Khan has even said in his statement that he had never feared for his safety at a wrestling event until that night. And he's like, I didn't really have any choice but to let him go. And people are like, well, you know, Jack Perry instigated it by saying, saying that line. And it's like something that I've, that John Moxley said last year when he was feuding with punk, he said, and really enjoy this time that CM Punk is here because he's not going to be here much longer. He's like fragile ego, fragile mind, fragile body. Yep. And that's it. It's a fragile ego. It's like, but here's the thing. Punk can go off script and cut promos about hangman page. And that's okay because punk was doing it, but somebody says a line back towards him and he can't take it. That's part of wrestling is the give and take, you know, you kind of poke the bear a little bit. It's what's caught. That's what makes the story good. And, um, but punk is punk was just a cancer. He was a cancer after punk's for me, punk's AEW run was good until they put the world title on him. Once they put the world title on him, I feel like he thought, Oh, well, I've walked in here and six months after I debuted, I'm already the world champion. And so I'm automatically better than all these other guys who have worked their butts off, you know, their entire career to get to this point. And he just thought he was better than everybody else. The gimmick that MJF has is what CM Punk really thinks is that MJF's character thinks he's better than everybody else. CM Punk honestly thinks he's better than everybody else. And he thinks the world revolves around CM Punk and, you know, Triple H, and it may have been a, a promo, but I have a feeling that he was actually speaking truth when he told CM Punk that he said, the difference between me and you is I tell everybody. I'm going to step know, on you or go yeah. through you. Yeah. To get to the top. Uh, yep. He said, you like, always, you've always tried to play the martyr. You always try to yeah. play the victim. And, and he always said, he also said, he's like, you want to be the catalyst for change as long as you're on top. Yep. If you're not on top, then, then you don't care about the change because you're not, you're not the focal point. And that's it. As long yep. as he's the focal point. I mean, Tony Khan built the collision show around CM Punk. That's how fragile his ego is, is that he had to have the whole show. He had to have his own show to where he didn't have to interact with the elite or he didn't have to ha- interact with Hangman Page or anybody else that he just didn't like. And it's like, I just, I used to be a CM Punk fan, but honestly, I hope he's just stays away from wrestling. Cause at this point it's like, you can't, he can't keep up. His body won't hold up. His ego's way out of control. He's one of those. He thinks he's bigger than the business and he's just not. He also think like a lot of people are trying to defend him and be like, he shouldn't have got fired. He was like, he was the biggest name that they had. 
and he was the biggest merchandise mover. And it's like, you do realize that in the grand scheme of things, Chris Jericho is a bigger star than CM Punk ever was or will be. I mean, and CM Punk has been the same. I was telling my wife this yesterday. We were talking about CM Punk. I said, here's the thing, the difference between CM Punk and Chris Jericho. Chris Jericho has reinvented himself since he started wrestling. There's been multiple types of Chris Jericho. CM Punk has been the same guy since he was doing backyard wrestling. The same guy now is the same guy then. The ego just got bigger. He has not reinvented himself. It's been the same. The problem is it's kind of like Bret Hart. Best there is, best there was, best there ever will be. And Bret started to believe his own gimmick. Yep. Punk thinks because he's straight edge that that makes him better than everybody else. I mean, I'm straight edge, but I don't think I'm better than anybody else. That is a that is a choice that is a choice that I make to stay sober. But same here, because I, I think, mean, well, we've actually we have our own reasons why we yeah. are sober now. Yeah, because yeah. it was once upon a time where we weren't. We were not. No, <laughs> yeah, but Punk thinks that because he's straight, he lives a straight edge lifestyle, which is great. I applaud him for that. But it doesn't make you a martyr for the cause. And it doesn't mean you get to look down on everybody else who doesn't live the same lifestyle that you do. And, you know, with, with CM Punk, it kind of reminds me when Raven, you know, Scott Levy, when, when he was Raven in WCW uh, during you know, the Monday Night Wars mm-hmm. and he'd had, he'd have his flock, mm-hmm. you know, he'd get in there. What about me? What about Raven? What about Raven? Yeah. That's what Punk's doing for real. Yeah. And everything, like you said, has to revolve around him. He left WWE back in 2014 because he got mad about, you know, well, the Rumble. Um, mm. Something happened, and I guess he was not supposed to be tossed out when he was, but all of a sudden he was forced out of it. Something, and he disagreed with something, so he no-showed the next night and then just walked. Yeah. You know, I'll show you. Well, WWE got bigger without him. It's like, you know, it's the behavior of a five-year-old. Yes. I have a five-year-old. She don't behave that way. It's like, it's childish. It's like, oh, I'll show you. I just won't show up for work. And you got fired. And you got fired. I'll show you. I'll just get in the backstage fights with other wrestlers. And you got fired. And you got fired. Again. And, and people don't seem to realize the the common denominator to all these issues backstage in AEW with CM Punk. They didn't have those issues before he got there. You didn't hear about fights. You know, there was no brawl in and there was nothing with Jack Perry and all this stuff. CM Punk's the catalyst for all this because Tony Khan gave him way too much leeway. Yep. Because of name recognition, because of CM Punk's name value. He gave him way too much. I mean, the leash was real, real long. And it's one of those. He's like, he's like our kids. You give them an inch, you take, they take them out. I mean, at a press conference for AW, yeah. he slammed the company, slammed the executives, uh-huh. slamming Tony Khan, who's sitting, 
you know, six feet right away next from him. To, yeah. yeah. I mean, and Tony Khan's like. And he's know, saying this to media outlets. And it's like, you're embarrassing the company. And I mean, that was a big show. That was an mm-hmm. excellent show. But it all got over. Nobody remembers anything about that show except Punk at the media, media scrum and the fight with the elite afterwards. Punk showing his rear end. Again. Yeah. He also, that's, a, that's a nice Punk, way of putting it. You know what I'm trying to say, but yeah. Oh, yeah. Punk's, Punk's backstage stuff partially overshadowed the biggest night in pro wrestling history. AEW accomplished something that WWE could not accomplish. They got 83,000 paid people in Wembley Stadium. And if anybody's wondering, well, wait a minute, WWE WrestleMania 3 had 93,000, then WrestleMania, whatever, which one it was in Dallas, um, had over 100,000. Okay, the difference is 83,000 paid. Paid. A, a lot of those seats that WWE has for those inflated amounts are giveaways. Giveaways it's a lot, and they include like the people working in part. Yeah, of the they exactly they include the employees in that total. So it's like they're talking about oh, there was a hundred thousand people in the building. Uh, yeah, but all of them weren't paid. They weren't paid fans. Eighty three thousand paid fans came to Wembley Stadium. I heard it was one of the best shows you'll ever see. But leave it to CM Punk. It's like, oh, I got to make sure it's all about me. But this time, it backfired, and he got fired. Well, when you sent me that text um, and had the thing showing, hey, CM Punk has been released from AEW mm-hmm. officially, you know, I was actually at my birthday party, which, by the way, that was actually something else that happened since the last time we recorded, is I celebrated my 50th trip around the sun. He joined the club. I joined the club. <laughs> I am now half a century old. <laughs> But we actually had a, a get-together. Um, I don't want to call it a birthday party because it was at the fellowship hall at my church. Right. You know, but, I mean, we had people there, and um, and one of those people who was there was Tiny Tim, Tim mm-hmm. Hall, you know, the wrestler. He was there with his uh, two daughters. Uh, his wife and his son couldn't make it. Um, his wife, she had to work, and his son it was out just absolutely killing it at cross-country meets because, oh, my God, the boy can run. <laughs> um Tim told me, he said he's had three cross-country meets this year. He got second place in uh, one of them, and he got first place in the other two. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> so That's awesome. Yeah, the kid's a, a phenomenal runner. But, uh, but Tim was there, and I actually showed him, you know, the headline, and he said he's going to go to WWE. I said, no. I mean, it, and, it, wouldn't, it wouldn't surprise me. I mean, here's the thing. They're going, they would use CM Punk just to be, just to poke the bear with AEW. They'd be like, oh, you fired this guy. We're going to bring him in. We're going we're gonna to make him hot for about six months. And then just enough to where we think you're going to feel bad about letting him go. And then we're going to be like, oh, well, all right, we're done with you now. We just wanted to get back at your your old company, and you know, with and like you said, what Tim pointed out, he said they've always taken everybody back. Mm-hmm. You know, no matter what, they always run back. And then I was going to think about it. CM Punk has made an appearance, sort of 
with WWE. It was not on a on a show. It was oh their yeah. podcast yeah. or something. Yeah, it was when they had that show on um, Fox on uh, Fox Sports. Yes, and he was on there. So there is some kind of relationship there. Uh, however, Vince isn't running the show now, more or less. Triple H is the one who's kind of calling a lot of those shots. Mm -hmm. Um, And also the talent may actually, the people who are there now, maybe stand up and going, we don't want him here. Seth Rollins said earlier this year, he's like, stay away. He's like, they're like, you don't want to work with CM Punk? He's like, absolutely not. He's like, the guy's a jerk. Um, He's like, I don't want any part of that. Right. And... And Triple H is not a CM Punk fan anyway. No, he's not. He, ne- he, he never was. Um, and, and Triple H, yeah, he's. I'm not going to say he's never had his own faults when it came to his ego because mm-hmm. um, now Triple H has actually lost more WrestleMania matches than what he's won. Yep. You know, um, yep. But his matches were always the longest one on the card. Yeah, you know, with, the, go- with, with usually the most elaborate entrance besides The Undertaker. Yes, uh, and even against the Undertaker, you know, yeah. it was still kind of pushing it. But Triple H respects the business. Triple H mm-hmm. loves the business. He wants to do what's best for business, especially now that he's in a position that's like, oh, wait a minute. You know, I'm an executive, like for real, which means that the decisions I make affect the business, affects mm-hmm. everybody else, and everybody is going to be looking at me. Yeah. And and so now, I mean, when you, it is a little bit different when you get put in that high of a leadership position and you take it seriously. You just don't say, yeah. hey, hand me that million dollar check every yeah. month. I mean, it's exactly. you know, he's yeah. actually taking, you know, because he does love the business. I mean, he, he, I'm pretty sure when he was training with Killer Kowalski, he wasn't thinking, I'm going to be one of the most powerful wrestling executives in the world one day. Mm-mm. He just it's, wanted to be the best. He just wanted to be the best. And, yeah. you know, but, he wasn't trying to make it all revolve around him. Whereas, and by the way, talk about straight edge, triple H, H, straight edge. he's straight edge. You know, yeah. he's, he hasn't, as far as I know, he's never drank. Mm-mm. Yeah. And he's never he, drank. He never did drugs. I mean, and he was the only one in the clique that was sober. Right. I mean, Nash was not a huge partier. He didn't do, he drank some, but I don't think he ever did any drugs, but, Hall, Nat, Hall, you know, Hall, X Pac, and Sean were notorious. Oh, they were years. they were doing all the drugs that the uh, they were doing. Were doing. <laughs> yeah, they were doing everything. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, Triple H is straight edge, and Triple H is not going to have all that backstage commotion either, because it's like it's not good for the locker room. It's not good for morale. It's like that's how. And like Jack Perry has been suspended indefinitely. Um, I saw that earlier, a little bit before we started recording. Um, Okay. Suspension. Yeah, I get. He got into a physical altercation with another wrestler. You've got to set an example. I get it. Mm -hmm. I don't feel like he should be suspended indefinitely, especially punk caused punk started that physical altercation. Could Jack Perry have walked away? Yeah. I wouldn't have. Just at some point, you can't just 
CM Punk's a bully. He tried to bully people that he thought he could get away with doing. Because somebody made a good point on Twitter that he didn't do all this was when he was in UFC. When he went to oh. UFC, he was he was shaking hands and he was all polite and respectful and all that because he knew those guys would kick his head in. That he knew Literally. they could and they would. He thought when I got to AEW, I could push around people that I that I was pretty sure that I could beat. He was not expecting Jack Perry to get back in his face after he shoved him, but Jack Perry came right back, and then Punk tried to put him in a chokehold. And and besides Marco's stunt, who's one of the smallest people on the mm-hmm. roster? Probably Jack Perry. Jack, Jack Perry, yeah. Um, but I don't blame Jack Perry for staying in his ground. I don't even blame him for the uh, the remark about the glass. It's like he's a heel. He was trying to get some heat. He, he even said he was trying to get heat. Yeah. You know, um, he was trying now, to get heat. And even if it was a shot at Punk, how many times has Punk shot on everybody? Yes. And it was okay because it was Punk doing the shooting. But somebody shoots on him, and all of a sudden it's like, oh, my God, that's the worst thing in the world. I I have no issue with Jack Perry being suspended, but I don't think he should be suspended indefinitely. It sounds like the conversations I have with my 12 year old son, you know, and basically you don't like them talking about you. Then you don't talk about them. Exactly. Yep, so, exactly. Yep. And CM Punk apparently doesn't, he doesn't think rules like that have to apply to him. Oh no. And I'm just waiting for whoever's podcast he shows up on to tell his side of the story because he's going to be the victim. He always plays the victim. Now, I will say this. If all of a sudden he's sent our way, I'm not going to turn him down. Oh, I'm not turning down. I'm like, <laughs> I'm come, on. Turn, yeah, come on. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Come on. Because, you know, we need our listener base back up again because, um, unfortunately, we had something else happen to the podcast over the past week. We lost our um, advertising mm-hmm. <laughs> because um, they said there was... Uh, what was it? Invalid impressions, which basically means mm-hmm. there was more downloads happening in one single place, you know, IP mm-hmm. address, something, mm-hmm. you know, and didn't even give a chance to appeal. So it looks like it might be permanent. So, so we need sponsors, but if, you know, yeah. we, if we were to get CM Punk on the show, you know what, that would actually, um, mm-hmm. that, you know, people would definitely give us a listen. So, uh, so by the way, I'm just putting that out there. If anybody is looking to sponsor us, if you know anybody who's looking, if you know anybody who's looking to sponsor a podcast, especially a wrestling podcast, just please let one of us know. Yep. Uh, you know, email armchair booking podcast at gmail.com, email cubicle chat podcast at gmail.com, email intellectual rockstar podcast mm-hmm. at gmail.com. Yep. So I want to make yep. sure I got that, that email address correct. Yep. Like, in case you're wondering, the Intellectual Rockstar Pocket, that is Joylan's podcast where he talks about all things nerdy. Here, uh, that was actually something else we did since the last time we recorded this show. Yeah. Yep. We, re- we recorded Intellectual Rockstar. And <coughs> yep, we, we did. did a show all about Indiana Jones. Yep. And one of the things I wanted to have on, on that show is the bucket, Indiana Jones, Dial of Destiny, that you got from the, music, from the movie theater the day that I took my son. He wanted to go watch asteroid city and like I, <laughs> like I told people if you ever get a chance to watch asteroid city yeah pass on do that not, don't do it yeah don't do it unless you're a wes anderson fan then you'll probably love it and he 
um, we were in Target yesterday, and he saw the. I was like, "Are you really wanting to watch that?" I said, "I'll get it for you." I said, "I'll I'll sit and watch it with you again, just to make sure that it's as bad as what I say it is." And he said, "No, it no, is. it's it's streaming on Peacock." I'm like, oh. "Yeah, Peacock's got it. Yeah, because it keeps popping up on my TV, the ad for it, and I'm like, nope." Right, Steve all... already Steve already gave me the scoop on that one. No, oh, I mean, with all the star power, it, it's a it's a Wes Anderson movie. You know, mm-hmm. And if you've ever seen any other Wes Anderson movies, you know, he is very different. I'm not going to say yeah. that, you know, if you're a Wes Anderson fan, you'll like it. If you're not a Wes Anderson fan, you probably won't like it. Yeah. But I will say, make your own judgment. Yeah, he is definitely you know? an acquired taste. Yes. Him, David Lynch, um, certain people just have their weird now, I do like style. I do like David Lynch. I do like him. Uh, my daughter's really been getting into... Uh, Twin Peaks. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The very first time I ever turned the channel, this is when Twin Peaks was new. So this episode yeah. was like first time it was being aired. And I was at like, I think I was at my house at my mom's house in Hopkinsville and flipping the channels and this little guy dressed in red. And all of a sudden he's dancing and talking yeah. real weird. And I'm like, what in the world? Is-? That was my first impression <laughs> of, Twin Peaks, and so I really haven't been able to watch. I've tried sitting, out, you know, mm-hmm. um, but I just that was the first. That was my first impression. That's and that's a something that'll, you know, yeah. scar you. <laughs> you know, if you don't, and he's like dancing all weird and, um, but, but yeah. So, uh, before we turn this to a movie review podcast, which that'd be <laughs> pro- that'd be probably my next episode of Cubicle Chat. I'm thinking about doing a review of Pump Up the Volume. Because I watched it yesterday for the first time in a long time, and that was one of my my favorite 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 movies. Uh, back uh, first time I watched it was right out of high school because it was uh, someone who lived about a block away from me in Hopkinsville. He actually recommended it to me. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, yeah, I don't want to say he was a friend. His first name was Jade. Not necessarily a friend, but he was an acquaintance. I mean, we, mm-hmm. um, you know, we got along. Uh, he was a skater. Um. So you might know who I'm talking about. I don't want to give last names, but uh, yeah, yeah first, I think I know who you're talking about. Yeah. yeah, first name is Jay, but yeah, he recommended to me. He's like, "Yeah, dude, it's about this pirate radio station." I mean, you know, it's a really good movie. And I checked it out, and I was like, "Yeah, it was a really good movie." <laughs> uh, I'm thinking about doing a review of that just because it was my favorite movie for a long time. Now, see, it's one of my favorites because mm-hmm. you know, there are some movies you're like, "Man, that's good," and um, but it still holds up to me anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I'll probably be doing a review of that on the Cubicle Chat. Go check that out, Cubicle Chat Podcast, and. Some of the other <clears throat> news, uh, those who are watching on YouTube, first of all, you're seeing me trying to get my phone to come back up because all my notes are on my phone. And you'll notice I'm wearing a Smashing Pumpkin shirt. I actually got this yesterday at Target. And it also <laughs> is one of the few, you know, one of the few shirts they had that were actually in my size. Um, but I mean, this was the Smashing Pumpkins, Melancholy Niff and the Sadness. That was one of my, uh, I actually really liked that when, when it came out back in like 1995, um, 94, right. 95, you know, time frame. And I used to listen to it, you know, quite a bit. I thought it was pretty good. And, um, and I actually posted, you know, I took the picture and I posted on Facebook on my personal page, but I tagged the armchair booking page and I tagged Dwayne in it. And I said, whenever we're recording, I try to wear something. Uh, it didn't always happen, but I do try to wear something that's connected to wrestling. Mm-hmm. And, you know, just like your shirt right now, Nashville 316. 
I know yep. what that's from. You know, mm-hmm. from where Dwayne got to go to SummerSlam. Yep, he did last year. <laughs> but, yep. Uh, I but, wasn't gonna. I wasn't gonna buy a shirt because they were like thirty-five bucks. Yeah. At at the show, and Hope was like, "No, you need to buy a shirt. This is like this, I, she's I, like this is this is big for you. You. It's need like to buy going a to a concert. Yeah. And so I bought the shirt. I just and I was able to just do it on my phone and then pick it up there, so I didn't have yeah. to wait for it to be shipped. So. You know, to stand in line watching mm-hmm. everybody buy the shirt in your size that you want. And you're like, and you yeah. get there, sorry, we just ran out of size. <laughs> yeah, it's like, um, no. Yeah. By the way, people, if you go to a concert, if you're going to get your shirts like that, do it at the beginning. Don't wait until the end. Yeah. yeah especially if you're you a fat, will not fat get guy. Your like, size. You will, you will yeah. not get your size. They will run out. But the reason I started wearing this one, and I posted on Facebook, I said, if you are a wrestling fan, Beyond just WWE, AEW, mm-hmm. you will know the the connection with the Smashing Pumpkins and wrestling. And a couple people actually did post the thing, but it was Jake Petway, mm-hmm. your friend who became my friend as well. Uh, he's a luthier; he mixes on guitars, and he's also at least a PhD candidate. Has he finished yet? Um, I don't think he's done yet, but yeah, he is definitely working on it. Uh, he posted, you know, NWA for life. And then he also posted, oh, Melancholy and in the, in the Infinite Sadness, which is the name of the album. He said, that's all, that's um, all the drama that's going on right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I was like, I yeah. said, you know what? I said, I'm going to quote you on the show. And I did. <laughs> Thank you, Jake. Uh, that was a good one. And but speaking of the NWA. Yep. Congratulations to EC3 on winning the world heavyweight title. Yes. Because. Ty- Tyrus and Tyrus had to retire. He he's retired. I know you're not a fan of him, but uh, uh no. God no. I mean, okay, when he was Brodus Clay in WWE, especially when he like turned heel and quit doing the Funkasaurus thing, I was like, okay, he they they've got something here, you know. This big monster at that time could move all that stuff. Tyrus in the NWA was awful. He could not work. What I heard. I mean, I haven't haven't really seen any any visits. There's a clip where he climbed to the top rope to do a splash onto his opponent, fell off the top rope, missed his opponent by a mile. Uh, His match with EC3, he goes to run to bounce off the ropes. He, He runs over to the rope, barely touches the rope, and then runs again, runs away like he actually bounced off the ropes to do a splash on EC3. He, he's awful. And why Billy Corbin put the world title on him, I don't understand. Maybe because of just the rec- name recognition at first. Probably. didn't realize, ooh, maybe this is a bad idea. Yeah. No, I mean, he rode with it for a while, and then, but I think it was just, it was time to get the belt off of him. It's good to see EC3 win another world title. Uh, WWE just wasted him. And by the way, Dwayne just told the connection with Smashing Pumpkins and wrestling. Billy Corgan, Mm -hmm. who is the lead singer, uh, guitar player, for, and basically he's the leader of the Smashing Pumpkins, owns the NWA. Yep. We bought it how many years ago? Hmm. Within the last 10 years, now. we'll just, yeah. we'll just say it like that. Within the last 10 years, he bought the NWA. Yep. And, you know, he was, he was a wrestling fan and he respects it. You know, he, mm-hmm. um, and he's trying to do right. And he's trying to actually, 
build the NWA back up, which means that he's hanging around Oak Grove, Kentucky sometimes. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's the the town between Hopkinsville and Clarksville, for those who mm-hmm. are wondering what's so significant about Oak Grove. They have NWA matches in Oak Grove. Yep. Uh, one of our uh, guests that we've had a couple of times on the show, uh, Matt Mims. Uh, I'll end of end. Don't yeah, and Devin yep. wrestling in NWA. Yep. Uh, both of those are great guys too. If you ever get a chance to check out their stuff, you know you, you can find mm-hmm. them on YouTube. Um, both they've been on the show. We need to get them back on the show. We need to get them yeah. back on the show. Yeah, you know, just kind of a follow up, see how they've been doing. But and also other shows, I want to give a shout out to the DWO, the Dad World Order. Right now they are in Iowa. Oh wow! Yeah, they went to a a show out there. And I was actually kind of surprised because Mike, um, he actually said that this company is the best indie company, hands down. Um, And I was actually a little surprised by that, considering, you know, we're here in the, um, you know, NWF territory. Mm -hmm. Um, Why is he not showing up? Uh, But... Um, but yeah, they went out there and, um, and I'll have to find the, the company later on. If he's on your, um, you know what? I can find him. If he's on your, your Facebook, I mean, you'll, you'll see where he said that. Um, and is it at, where's it at? Where's it at? Yeah. Because I mean, he and the rest of the, the DWO, I mean, yeah, they drove out the Iowa. Now that's the thing about the DWO. I mean, they, uh, they do a lot of traveling, Events. They were actually up at, you know, you were at SummerSlam last year in Nashville. They were at SummerSlam in Detroit. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I'll tell you right now, everybody was marking out seeing uh, Santos Escobar wearing a DW, it said DWO. Mm-hmm. And everybody was asking them, is he wearing your shirt? And, you know, of course, it turns out um, it the D stood for Detroit, just like. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. The the pay-per-view. Yes. The pay-per-view on Sunday. I'm sorry. The premium live event on Saturday. Not Sunday. (laughs) uh, He was wearing a shirt that said PWO. Pittsburgh. Okay. Gotcha. Okay. Um, And I cannot find where he, where maybe it's on the DW page, but, but yeah, they, I mean, they went out to the show in in Iowa and they've gone up to Detroit for that. They've traveled, Mm -hmm. you know, it's um, him and the other, other guys from DWO. I mean, they, they do that traveling. And so, uh, and it, you, you could tell in their podcast, they put, I mean, they're now they're pretty much YouTube only and they do live shows. And mm-hmm. when they had Noah Gabriel on there a couple weeks ago, I kind of let Noah how I felt about him sneezing on my shirt. <laughs> and I, I said some not so nice things about him. Um, which by the way, Noah and I do not hate each other for anybody who thinks we actually hate each other. Yeah. No. Um, but he sneezed on my shirt. I just had to let him, you know, I had to, <laughs> had to let him know. I had to let him know. Not acceptable. And he said, I just grabbed a black t-shirt. I'm like, mm-hmm. Sure you um, did. sure you didn't know. Yep. But you know, of course the one we can never, ever forget the wrestling pod father himself, Ted, the hillbilly hill. Yep. Um, I actually told him I'm going to, I want to have him on cubicle chat here soon. Mm-hmm. And I, and I, think you're probably going to have him on intellectual rock star mm-hmm. similar yep. reasons actually but i want to 
I want to hit on him because Ted is like the expert when it comes to the heels. Mm-hmm. What makes a heel work? Why, you know, what they have to do to, to be a good heel, why you need them. I want to discuss like bad guys and like all of pop culture, like movies, TV mm-hmm. shows, whatever. But I know you want to focus more on like Batman villains or some other kind of like mm-hmm. a comic book type. Like villains. comic book villains. Yeah. yeah. So a little more focus. Mine is, you know, more of a general broad overview. But go check out uh, Ted the Hibble the Hill, the Hill Truth. Any water your platform, he is not on social media. Uh, so, well, good luck with that, trying to get him. But I believe it's the Hill Truth at gmail.com. But, or just if you listen to the podcast, you could check out um, the Hill Truth, any audio platform. And he's on YouTube. He's only doing mm-hmm. shorts right now, but but you'll see why he is number one in Antarctica, general number one on MySpace, award winning, critically acclaimed. And yep. every, and honestly, everybody loves Ted. Yeah, yeah. Ted's great. And uh, I want to uh, give another shout out to the Mixtape podcast. I was on their show a few weeks ago. We talked about all about 80s metal. Because, you know, believe it or not, we, you know, Joel and I, we do talk about other things besides just wrestling. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, um, we, we talk about a lot of things amongst ourselves that we would never, ever broadcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just leave it at that. Yeah. Um, because, you know, when, when you've been friends with somebody, when we've known each other since um, the later part of the 80s, it was the fall of 1989 when we met at, in the halls at Christian County High School. Yeah, you know, we were, um, we, yeah, we were, God, we were juniors in high school. Yep, juniors in high school. And I had only lived in Hopkinsville for just barely over a year at that point. Somehow I didn't meet you our, our sophomore year. I'm still trying to figure out how that happened. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I think we had, we must have had different lunches. That's the only thing I can think. Probably, yeah. yeah. Um, But yeah, give another shout out for the guys at True Crime Cast, you know, Jamie and John. Uh, they've been guests on our show and they're, um, they're, still doing a bang up job. I've also written a couple of shows and they had um, one of my ideas on their Patreon edition and they're friends with Chris Jericho. They've been on his show. Um, and the, uh, they are on stove leg media. The guy who manages stove leg media is a guy named Nate Metz. Nate Metz was on the cubicle chat, uh, I guess about a month or a month ago or so now, maybe a little over you know, a month and a half, something like that. Well, I actually, you know, um, got a story for, Nate, he has on a, his podcast that he actually does uh, once a week called Mysteries of the High Valley. He says everything from Pittsburgh to Paducah and beyond. And so I say Paducah and Dwayne gets excited because that's where <laughs> that's where he lives now. Yep. 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 So, but Jake, I'm not Jake. I'm sitting looking at the name Jake and that's what I'm thinking of Jake. <laughs> Nate Metz, um, he told me, he said, hey, by the way, I have these other buddies you know, who were starting their own podcast here soon, but it's a combination of wrestling, um, music, kind of more specifically like metal and like nerdy stuff like anime. And I'm like, oh my God, we must meet these guys. You know, we, we need to have some kind of collab probably, but they had not mm-hmm. started the podcast just yet when he was telling me about it, but they did a couple weeks later and now, I've actually had the chance to listen to them. They call it the Nerdcast Empire. And yeah, it is a mixture. I mean, one episode is about wrestling. The next episode is about, you know, music, you know, like mm-hmm. metal. And the next one was about anime. And, and so, um, I gave them a shout out on Twitter. They gave me and Waylon 
a shout out mm-hmm. on their show, and then they also posted it on Twitter. You know, we can call it Twitter. We're supposed to be calling it Twix. What is wrong with Twix? Twix. Twix. <laughs> Maybe Twix can sponsor us. Maybe. Maybe. But, uh, but yeah, go check out Nerdcast Empire because, um, you know, they a uh, really good show. You know, and it's three guys uh, and a girl, and I want to say to the two of the guys are brothers and the girl is their sister. Mm-hmm. And the main guy who, I, um, the one who actually gave us the, uh, the shout out on, on Twix. He also kind of works alongside Nate. Nate is also the voice at Thomas Moore university and um, NKU Northern Kentucky university for some of their oh, okay. sports. Okay. So, and if you hear their voices, you'll realize why they are broadcasting <laughs> that because they just, they sound uh, like they have a broadcaster's voice. You know, mm-hmm. It just sounds really clear and everything else. And I, I don't realize I have an accent until somebody tells me I have an accent. Same. Or until I hear my own voice on a recording. And then, yeah. It's like, and then I'm like, all right, there it gonna, is. Yeah. Y'all got to stop that. I don't want to hear that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, and one more shout out we got to give. And this is just absolutely amazing. Okay. Kyle, former co host of the show. He he had texted me a couple weeks ago and said, "Hey, I have this competition coming up, and I'm I might be going for a world record." I'm like, "Do what?" And when Kyle's talking about a competition, he's talking about like a weightlifting competition, mm-hmm. you know, or if you want to say powerlifting, you know. Um, and because Kyle can put up like some just, um, you know, like all the weights. I mean, yeah, he yeah. is. He, he can just, put up some crazy numbers. Yeah. And, and so he um he texted me Saturday. Once again, I, I believe I was still at my my birthday thing. And he said he got it's the world record in bench press for his age and weight class. Um okay. he benched five hundred and seven point six pounds. Yeah, that's crazy. That's wow. I mean, if you say, All right, we're gonna cut it, you know by a third or by a fourth and let you do it like in segments like that, maybe mm-hmm. then, you know, to try to total it all together. Even then I'd be like, I don't know if I can do that. Yeah, you know, exactly. but I mean, yeah. Um, and now if you ever see a picture of Kyle, yeah. Yeah. He's, yeah, he's, he's pretty he's jacked. jacked. Yeah. yeah. And I'll have to look back through the text and see if he gave me like his total numbers, but that's the one, I mean, that he told me about that he had got it. And I was like, Holy crap. You know, so I just want to give Big shout out and congratulations to Kyle for that because that is amazing. Um, like I said, you know, he's pushing up all the weight. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, yeah. Um and you know, because and if you know the amount of time and effort he puts into it, very oh, well yeah. learned. I mean, he he takes it very seriously. Um, because when I was lifting some, I know when I was in England and I told him I was, you know, tr- starting to to kind of uh, lift some, just trying to get in better shape he was giving me advice then that I never ever thought about because he was telling me, he said, okay, whenever you're doing your reps, when you are pushing up, you know, like on the bench press, for example, he said, when you're pushing up, breathe in, mm-hmm. bring it down, breathe out. And he said, because when you're doing that, it's bringing in more oxygen that's going to be going to your muscles as you're doing the reps. So it actually helps. Oh, okay. I'm like, there's so much science to this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I never would have thought about it. Um, 
But a couple more things about the podcast before we must bid ourselves um, adieu. Um, besides needing sponsors, you know, right now this is, uh, if you were to look on between the cubicle chat and armchair booking, there, as of this right here makes 300 recordings for me mm-hmm. that are, that'll be, um, you know, out there on the platforms. And that's not including a couple that got scrapped because, right. oh my God, the audio quality was just yeah. horrible. Um, and th- until that's when I was able to finally move into my office. And now it's been mm-hmm. good. Um, there was another one when Kyle and I, you know, when Kyle was still the, uh, the co-host where we were live at the time and somebody called in and all of a sudden they started getting vulgar and racist. Mm-hmm. Oh, they think, oh, they think they're funny. And then they had their friend do it too. And so we had to totally scrap that one. Thankfully it was yeah. within like the first five minutes. So we didn't lose a lot. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, so for me, I was like, wow, you know, 60 episodes of the cubicle chat. This is 240 um, for uh, armchair booking, which means that, you yourself have have done a little uh, about two hundred as well. Oh wow! You know, just yeah, think about that. I mean, it, it's kind of yeah. yeah. You kind of lose track after a while, and you know, and then you include all the other ones that I've been a guest on or we've been a guest on mm-hmm. you know, together, and and it's like oh, wow, <laughs> you know. So, and that's the you know all the ones. um with the exception of Nurkest Empire, because I mean they are very, very new. I think they just yeah. they just put out their sixth episode. So they are very, very new, already doing a good job. And um you know, to me it's it's very um we're very blessed to have been, you know, connected to these shows. Also T N C Sports mm-hmm. Talk. Can't forget Justin. Yeah. You know, for T N C Sports Talk. I mean, he's he's always uh, giving us shout outs and you know, trying to get people to uh come check us out. And you know, but sometimes we don't understand. We get tired. Yeah. <laughs> and sometimes yeah. life uh, can kind of get in the way because uh, not to get any details. I mean, um, Dwayne had a family emergency come up this week. Mm-hmm. He had to get taken care of. Texted me. and will say, hey, if anybody knows us, they know family comes first. Period. Mm-hmm. You know, end of the day, this is just a podcast. Um, but we also know people are supporting us. Yeah. You know, so you might see some slight changes in the way we do things um you know we're still not sure how we want to handle this you know of course especially because now we're um uh, we are getting well we, we're trying to get sponsors because this podcast is no longer monetized mm-hmm. and you know it's kind of like you know you're on youtube all of a sudden you do something they don't like you know or something yeah. happens they don't like and you know it may not even be your fault and all of a sudden yep. you're no longer monetized yeah. It happens. I mean, we didn't do this. We're not trying to, I mean, it, yeah, it is nice. You know, it was nice to get paid for it. I'm not going to lie, but um, yeah. especially around December, because December, they really pay you. Mm-hmm. You know, I was like, whoo, my dude. I was like, yeah, we got Christmas. <laughs> Christmas is paid for now. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, but I mean, no worries. I mean, we've all also said, I mean, just a bump in the road. In fact, I think when yeah. I, when I sent you that, afforded you the email that they sent to me, I mean, I think mm-hmm. you even said that, you know what? It's just a bump in the road. Yep. Um, and so we are intending on keeping going because we actually did talk about, okay, you know what, let's kind of step, step back, take a break. And then I remembered somebody said, Hey, I'm taking your advertisement and I'm going to be putting on a whole lot of shows. And I'm like, okay, so yeah. if we're being advertised, 
Mm-hmm. You definitely need to keep going. But you know what? That's not a bad thing. I mean, because no. we do we do enjoy doing this. Mm-hmm. Um, we enjoy having guests on. We enjoy when we do normal shows like this. Um, you know, but if you see slight changes, don't be alarmed. You know, that's all uh, we want to say. Um, you know, so, but thank you everyone uh, so much for listening to us who have been listening Absolutely. to us. You know, yeah. So especially Appreciate uh, the support. Oh yeah. Um, go check out our other podcasts as well. And, you know, but it, in all the podcasters, you know what we're talking about. <laughs> I mean, it, it's, <laughs> yeah. uh, it's fun, but man, it, it'll, it'll it keep you busy, you know? Yeah. So, um, because like everything that, you know, especially when you're running multiple podcasts, like Dwayne and I are doing and you're thinking, Oh, that'd be a good topic. Oh, that'd be a good topic. Oh, how about that? Mm-hmm. Oh man. Okay. I, okay. I got, I'm like, I got to text Dwayne about this. Oh, never mind. He just texted me first, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, um, and by the way, have you checked out this other podcast? Ooh, you know, hey, so and so wants us on their podcast, you know, and so we got that too. And so, um, but it it has definitely been fun, and we're going to keep going as long as what we can. Doesn't matter that we're both half a century old. Yeah. And <laughs> and according to the Cincinnati Reds, you know, when you're buying tickets and getting like special offers, apparently I'm a senior citizen now. Hey, I've been waiting on this. I want all the discounts. Yeah. Gimme, gimme, gimme. Gimme, gimme, gimme. And just like <laughs> Grandpa Simpson. Everybody yeah. wants something for nothing. He walks into the social security. I'm on. Gimme, gimme, gimme. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, because my son and I were actually going to go watch the Reds uh, Wednesday. We just bought those okay. that tickets today because I'm like, yeah, because my wife is getting ready to have surgery on her foot at the end of next week, mm-hmm. which may take me out of pocket for, I don't know, you know, yeah. because I have to. You gotta uh, take so care of her, yeah. Take care of her because first twenty four to forty eight hours, I mean, she cannot be left alone, is what we've been told. Mm-hmm. You know, and then for the next two weeks after that, she can't uh, work. Um, right. And then for like the next six to eight weeks after, she can't do anything on her foot, and it's her right mm-hmm. foot, which means she can't drive. Right. Which means I'm going to have to take her to work. You know, mm-hmm. and by the way, I'm still looking for jobs. Uh, before anybody asks, no, I have not found a job yet. Um, and by the way. Really, before anybody asks, once I find something, I will let you know. Yeah, yeah. I actually have people ask me that. You found a job yet? Have I told you I found a job yet? Exactly. Have no. I announced it yet? Have I announced it yet? No. Uh, which, by the way, I am still looking. I have had some interviews. Um, and so far now, I'm on my third message that said, hey, the, the hiring for that position has been put on hold for now. Uh, yeah, so number three. Number three, though, they actually said, uh, it will Excuse open up me. back in January. Um, you know, but by by all means, please do not, you know, let this keep you from looking for other jobs. You know, we we want you to go look, you know, because we mm-hmm. don't want you to just kind of rely on this. Right. So, um, yeah, I had interviews, actually had a recruiter. He had me change my resume twice, add some stuff to it. And then I haven't heard from him since. But then again, today is also Labor Day, so he probably was not at work. Yeah. Um, and tomorrow I'm also going to be probably fighting with the septic people because, you know, the, I had, I, I didn't tell you about that. I had to get my septic drained and, mm. uh, and I was like, well, why, you know, you, what happened with the pump that you guys put in a year and a half ago? Mm-hmm. Um, and they're looking, the guy looked, he's like, um, where's your pump? I'm like, I don't know. You tell me you oh. put it in there. He pulls on the electrical cords. The pump 
had fallen off the pipe that it was attached to. It was all the way down at the bottom of the tank, you know, and I have three separate tanks uh, back uh-huh. there. And he pulled it up and he's like, okay, I'm going to check to see if this is under warranty. He said, because it came off the pipe. Um, and of course, you know, you have the float in the tank. Mm-hmm. And once it hits a certain level, the pump will kick on. Right. And, and suck the and stuff pump. out. Yeah. Well, of course, the pump started going, but it was at the bottom in the middle mm-hmm. of all the stuff. So it was just pumping the stuff right back into itself. Oh. So the pump eventually burned out because burned it was out. Just, oh, yeah. It was moving so, constantly. Yeah. Yeah. And so thankfully it's under warranty. They're going to, they're going to replace the pump uh, for free. That's $1,500. I don't have to pay. Uh, they are going to replace the line and the electrical boxes in there because the electrical box also was not um, waterproofed. And oh. yeah, so that's not going to be like $150. However, that was all last Monday. They said, we'll come back out tomorrow, Wednesday at the latest. Wednesday versus my birthday. It is now a week later. They have not been back. And I have called them and called them and called them. Hmm. Steve's not going to be nice. I'm not going to be nice. I mean, <laughs> yeah. And I've already talked to a um, lawyer here in town. Hmm. Somebody who I've known since he was in high school. And he's hmm. married to somebody who's like a distant like family of family, but I've also known her since she was about eight years old. Mm, okay. So he and I are almost like uh mm-hmm. family. And, you know, so I'm going to make an appointment with him if they don't come out tomorrow, but I'm going to let them know. I'm not going to be nice when I give you a review, mm-hmm. you know, and of course yeah. I'm going I'm to say this after they, after you fix it. Yeah, of course. I fix them up and I'm going to say, yeah, because I'm pretty sure, you know, when I call and they say, on Sunday, oh, uh, we will be out there by you know about four o'clock, four thirty, because they're not here. I'm calling, they're not answering the phone, and it's going to voicemail, and their voicemail box is full. Mm-hmm. So that's actually something else I have going on here is, you know, people who are not reliable, and then when you actually look at a lot of reviews, they a lot of the reviews, negative reviews, all say the same thing, very similar stories mm-hmm. to what I have. So, but anyway, hopefully I didn't bore anybody too much with that. <laughs> um, and, you know, it's just been a very, very eventful, like past week and a half since the last time that we recorded. Um, and honestly, when we got the news that Bray Wyatt passed away that day, I honestly don't know if we could have recorded that night, even if we um, didn't have any distractions, um, because that was, that one hit kind of hard. It did. It hit very hard. Yep. So, um, like say, you know, God bless Bray Wyatt's family, uh, the Rotunda family, you know, his kids with Jojo, his kids with his uh, first wife. I don't remember mm-hmm. her name. Uh, um, I can't think of it either. You know, his brother, uh, Taylor Rotunda, also known as Bo Dallas, um, you know, and the Wyndham family, you know, because, mm-hmm. you know, because um, he was Blackjack Mulligan, also known as Jack Wyndham. You know, he was his grandson and Barry and Kendall Wyndham's uh, nephew. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so everybody knows, they're, you know, they're going through a lot. Um, and of course, you know, the funk family, you know, uh, wrestling just got a hit kind of hard. And then with all the other, uh, there's been a lot more negative news, unfortunately, coming out of the wrestling world yeah. lately, you know, so, uh, just remember, you know, just take it, everything just one day at a time. I always try to look at positive things no matter what. And sometimes you just got to remember yep. who the person was because Bray Wyatt, I mean, when number time you look at all the, 
feedback from people talking about oh, yeah. him. He just yeah. seemed like just this awesome, awesome person, yeah. you know? So, um, and hopefully, you know, you know, everybody can kind of live their life like that, you know, taking care of, of people and, and helping uh, out their fellow man and, you know, their, uh, their peers and, and just being like just a great person. Yeah. You know, so I agree. Yep. But until we can meet again, my friends, I'll just say good day and God bless. God bless.